Hello, hello, and welcome to my tennis journey. As you're listening today, it'd be amazing if you could hit subscribe or follow if you haven't had a chance, as it will help new people discover the podcast. I'm really excited about today's episode for a number of reasons. I'm excited to hear about the amazing junior career that our guest has had. I'm excited to hear about what it's like to attend a top UK tennis university and also what it's like to be on a sports science placement at Nottingham Forest Academy, particularly as this player is very much a Derbyshire player. Welcome to the show, Millie Davy-Smith. Hi, Rob. You okay? All is good, Millie. Thanks so much for taking the time out from what I know is a very busy schedule in the world of Nottingham Forest, and we will come on to that. But first of all, your tennis journey. How, how did it begin? So I started playing tennis when I was about four years old at, uh, I think it was Derbyshire Tennis Centre. And then I sort of, um, yeah, just carried on playing from there, really. I think the coach sort of noticed I was not not too bad at tennis, so they sort of carried me on um, and I went a bit more regularly and then eventually... Um, started to play like represent Derbyshire at quite a young level and then I've done that all the way through and then as I sort of got into around 10, 10 years old I think I started to play at like Loughborough University and go through the academies there um, at Loughborough and Nottingham up until I think it was around I must have up until I went to Repton and then I sort of um, started to do a mix of Repton and Nottingham Academy and then um, when I got to 18, after A-levels, I went to, I've, I'm at Bath University now and still playing um, and representing them and, and really enjoying it. So, yeah, it's been quite a long journey so far, but good one. It's been a, a positive constant through your life, hasn't it? I think when we yeah. chat to people, that's what you find is that it, it is that journey and it is a, a positive sort of force in the journey. But do you remember enjoying it right away when you were starting out at four? Yeah, I think so. I think I've always loved sport, really. So... I didn't think of it as like, oh, no, I've got to go and play tennis today. It was more of a, I just did it because I really enjoyed it. Obviously, there's some times where you're like, oh, you, you lose at match and you're like, oh, do I really want to play? But then you just you, you just pick up the love for it again and you just carry on because it is just, just such a great sport. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, when, when do you remember starting to play tournaments? Yeah. You know, you've shown that promise at the age of four, which is, you know, early. I know that's really early, but... You're obviously enjoying it. Do you do you remember like when your first tournament was? Yeah, I think I was about I think I must have been about five years old um, at Rolls Royce. I think they've got like they must have. I, I vaguely remember there's like an indoor. It almost looks like a sports hall, and they you know, I played like a sponge tournament in there. I think I think that was my first one. Um, I, I can't remember what happened in it, but I, I vaguely remember that that was. Um, yeah, I played at the in, on, on indoor um, mini red tournament in there. Brilliant. I mean, the thing is, if you start, we've got our, our club championships coming up and, and some of the children who are who are five, you know, they're going to be playing against children who are eight, mini red being yeah. under eights. And But actually, what a great way to start, because you're not going to win every match when you're five, are you? you you're likely to. You might, I guess. But uh, <laughs> you've got to learn to lose in the sport, haven't you? Yeah, definitely. I think um, that, yeah, it comes with the sport. If you play a tournament, and you're only going to have one winner. So the rest of the people are going to lose at some point. So... I think you have to get used to it at a young age. And I think it probably teaches you quite a good, um, a lot of life lessons, really, like being able to lose and being able to sort of come back and be resilient, even from such a young age, I guess. It's still good to be able to like handle and, and not be like a sore loser, I guess. 
It's so true. I think I was chatting to some primary school children, getting a bit of maths in with the tennis lesson the other day, and I said, well, there's a draw of 128. <laughs> How many people can win that tournament? Mm, one. How <laughs> yeah. many people therefore lose? Lose. 127, you know, yeah, it's like, a lot. <laughs> oh God, the life lessons. Yeah. And I think the sooner you learn them, the better. Come on, come on. Now, what, what was the best bit about tennis as a junior, Millie? What's your, your recollections of, you know, what made you smile? What made you happy as a junior tennis player? Yeah, I, I really enjoyed sort of going away on trips and things like that, like team events or it, we'd had a um, one of my favourite trips, I think, was we went away um as the as the academy to to Bournemouth I think it was Bournemouth grade two and there was loads of us staying in this big house and it was just it was just such a fun such a fun week um but yeah I, I love the love the team events and I, I really enjoyed like going away with Derbyshire or uh yeah different um or team tennis that was also a good one when we got to go to Roehampton so yeah I think stuff like that I really enjoyed um like sort of working as a team I know tennis is obviously an individual sport so maybe uh, um Maybe I picked the wrong sport, but I just really enjoyed the um, the team aspect of it as well, as well as the individual. It's, so many people seem to, when, when we talk about the highlights of, of being a junior, it is about the trips away. <laughs> you know, for me, it was, uh, I went to Felixstowe with Cumbria and Cromer with Derbyshire and ah, the, the, the memories and... And I think, you know, you see someone like Alex Guzda, I noticed over at Ashby Castle, who recently organised a trip somewhere in Wales for all his players. And the photos just, you look at the photos and you think there's memories being made there. You know, this this yeah. is the important thing, isn't it? Is that maybe it's because tennis is such an individual sport a lot of the time that being in a team environment just helps with that. And, and it's where the fun's had. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think... Um... Yeah, coming together. So it can be quite intense playing an individual sport all the time. So I think it's nice to have sort of a break from that. And when you come in as a team, not all the pressure is on you. You, you can kind of, it's sort of spread out across the team. So it's, I think that's that's quite a nice aspect of it as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at, um, I'm trying to put a podcast together as well on the importance to me of like county tennis. And and was that junior county team, you know, a big part of, of enjoying tennis as a, as a young player? And are you still in touch with a lot of the, the players who were the juniors? Yeah, so I think why well, I grew up sort of in between an age, like, so you've got Vic Allen, this bit younger than me. Obviously, we were in the same county team sometimes, but also there were some times where we weren't because we were a bit, I was a bit older, she was a bit younger. And then you've got like Katie... Wilson and Liv and Danny and Louise and they're sort of slightly older so I was sort of caught in the middle but now that we've sort of been able to um I've caught up as it were to like be able to sort of um be able to play with those guys that are a bit older than me I think that group of that group of us will it's, it's just great to be able to see those guys every like twice a year to be able to go at summer and winter and just represent Derbyshire it is it is really great to be in contact with those guys as well. Come on. Is there a highlight of your junior career that you can, you know, that, that comes to mind when you think about all that effort you put in? Is that is the I mean there must be loads, but is the one that comes to mind? Yeah, I think my favorite sort of like highlight would be when I won my first um ITF like international um junior event at Nottingham. I won the doubles. Um and, and it was just great. Like my first one, I've been trying to get it for quite a while, had like lost in semi-finals finals 
Um, I think me and Vic lost 10-8 in, we played a tournament in Holland and we lost 10-8 in the match tie break no. in the final. So like that was another one where we lost, like where I'd lost in a final and then we'd come back. So I come back to Nottingham, play with um, a different partner and then we won. The, well, there's two weeks in Nottingham. So with the ITF, you got week one and week two. In week one, we lost in the final and then week two, we managed to win it. And it, yeah, it was great to be on like home soils. So that's where we all trained and my coach was watching as well. And it, yeah, it was great to sort of, it didn't feel like relief because I think like, it did feel a bit of relief. Like, oh, we've won it, but it just felt so special that it finally, yeah, got the, got the win in the end. I love that. And you know, it makes me think of a few things. It makes me think of Robert the Bruce, you know, in that cave when he sees the spider <laughs> and the spider falls down. And it's if, if at first you don't succeed, try, try, yeah. try again. And in terms of, you know, you mentioned it earlier, the life lessons. I think, you know, when you're in the workplace, things aren't always going to go your way, are they? You know, things in life, things don't always go your way. But if you can get back up and go again when you've just lost a 10-8, then yeah. boy, is that good training for when things don't go your way, for going again, for resilience, for persistence, all these skills. And hey, that must have been such a buzz. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. Um, now, I turned the radio on recently and... Uh, I heard you, Millie, talking about playing Emma Raducanu. What do you yeah. remember about that experience? <laughs> yeah, it was good. Um, well, not good for me because she beat me, but it was. Um, I remember being on um, the indoor courts at Gosling. It's like the this. This is probably the most that I remember about it actually. That where I was. So we were at Gosling on like the at Gosling. You have like three sets of indoor courts, and we were on the first set on the end. And it was, I think it was just my mum watching. I don't think there's many people around. And yeah, she, she, yeah, she, she was amazing, really. She, she was 13. I think I was, I think I was 16. I think it was under 16. I think she's three years older, three years younger than me. And yeah, she was, she was excellent, even from that age. Unbelievable mover. She was quite small, but she still hit the ball hard, timed it really well. And yeah, she was a fighter. So yeah. She was she was great, and I think that's like a good experience. It's just nice to be able to like be like, oh yeah, I played her. So yeah, it's sort of although it, she beat me, it was still still a good uh, good memory. It must be like looking <clears throat> back a really good memory, but at the time in the context of that match, you know, we were you expected to to be Emma? What did I mean? How did you deal with the fact that you? You know, you went down to a player three years younger. You you know, you're a top junior player, Millie. How, you know, how did you handle that at the time? It must have been different then than it is now. Yeah, I think even going into the match, I don't think I was the favourite because she was sort of already est relatively established as or almost like a not a golden girl, but she was one to watch and the LTA, they were sort of, they had a, their eye on her. So she'd already... Um, I think she'd already like made finals of nationals and things like that, or yeah, really like good, good um, sort of results at her age group. So it was, it's tricky because although she was younger, I think we were probably going in as like, oh, I'm not sure who's going to win. But yeah, I don't think I, um, I'm quite competitive anyway. So losing to anyone, I'm not that, I'm like, I, I can deal with it, but I'm not probably the best, the best loser in the world. But yeah, I, I think I just took it on the chin and was like, oh, she's, she was, she was better than me. Cool, I mean, you know, your your junior career was a really successful one, Millie. And and, and I think, was it, you went on to, having been in the academy uh, set up, you went on to, to Repton to do your A-levels. What what did you, 
what made you decide to go to, to Repton School? Yeah, so Repton's got a, a great setup, really, if you want to combine great education with great tennis. So I was, a, at, well, at my previous school, um, they were great with me, like, that, like really sort of um, adapted to my tennis schedule and, and let me come out of school. But I was missing the equivalent of two days of school a week, I think. It got to the point, like, up until my GCSEs, which I think is is quite common in, like, that middle age group of players where you're not full time, but you're still competing nationally. You do have to some like quite a lot of them will miss school, which I think is it's you can do it until a certain point. But then when I got to my A levels, I I just couldn't I couldn't really do that anymore. I couldn't um, miss miss that much school. So at Repton, we were able to play every day, and I didn't miss any lessons. So on like Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursday afternoons, they're completely off and you just play sport. So whatever sport you wanted to play, that's what you go and do. So it was really, it was much better for me having to, not having to travel as much, having the courts there for you and being able to get a great education with it as well. So um, yeah, it was brilliant. And like James Rushby, who's the coach there, uh, I have known him since I was much, like quite a lot younger than than I was when I joined Reptons. I think he was, I think he might be my under 14s or even maybe even younger, under 12s County Cup captain. So I sort of knew him already and being able to go um, and, and, and have the setup there was, yeah, it was, it was really good and it worked out really well for me. And it's that win-win, isn't it, of the, of the balance of the, the tennis and the education. And I'm guessing, although it's, you know, only recent, history you'd look back and say well well it's a good decision based on where you've now ended up and with your University of Bath and then with the Nottingham Forest and the sports science it, it worked for you that balance yeah definitely I think it does come to a point where t- tennis is difficult because you, you kind of you get to a point when you're 16 18 where you think how much are you going to commit to it that you have to make a decision are you going to go full-time are you going to sort of make a balance and and I think I balanced it quite well I was still competing in the ITFs that was when I got my first title and those sort of things um while still getting still getting the education but yeah there is it does come a time where you have to make a decision but I think it was the right one to be able to get my A-levels done and get into Bath and once you're at Bath still being able to compete nationally and yeah it's, it's worked out really well the facilities at Bath are, are, are really good so I haven't sort of um, compromised on that at all, really. And I mean, coming out of Repton with your A-levels, we, I mean, did you look at America? Did you look at full-time? You know, did you have the different options before you decided on, on Bath? Yeah, definitely. Even before I went to Repton, I made, it was like, I want, because you, you when you're six, like that sort of 15, 16, you really, and you're playing tennis that much, you, you still want to sort of, not give up your dream because you're still competing nationally and internationally and still going for it but seeing like quite a lot of my friends in the full-time academy I was like oh maybe I could do that but then I ended up deciding on Repton and that was great I think it was a really good decision and then yeah I I did consider America quite a lot actually I had um had an agent um signed up all that sort of stuff I did my video was talking to coaches and everything like that um and I, I the Repton asked me actually they were like so how sure are you that you're going to go to America because it comes a point where you have to write your personal statement for UK universities and things like that and I was like yeah I'm 90% sure I'm going to go to America and they were like 
we're still going to make sure that we're still going to go through the process of the UK one just in case. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, we'll do it. But I don't think I will. Um, but it was lucky that I did and lucky that they helped me with it because yeah, I, I, I completely changed my mind and I was like, no, I'm going to go to Bath. And they, um, Bath got sort of reached out to me and um, went for a tour around there. And I was like, no, yeah, I want to come here. So yeah, kind of almost like a complete 180, but yeah, definitely the right decision. Great to hear that Repton gave you that advice, actually, isn't it? It's just a little thing yeah. where, where the, the journey could have taken a different direction if it wasn't for that good advice you were given. And mm. I guess, you know, is it the fact that, again, historically, uh, I mean, I you know, I went to America for a year and we would travel in coaches or we'd travel in, we'd even fly to the odd game. And then we got back and I went to Oxford Brooks University and there was four in the back of a Nissan Micra on the way to Warwick <laughs> University you know it, it is has it changed was it when you went around the University of Bath was it just like wow this is an incredible facility is that one of the main attractions that brought you there yeah I think I think I wouldn't have gone to a UK university if it wasn't unbelievable like the sports facilities weren't one of the best I think that was one of the main things for me so Bath is have you ever been to Bath I've, I've been to Bath but not to the uni not to the uni yeah it, it, it is it is unbelievable they've got really good facilities there one of the best in the UK and to be able and they've got a great reputation for um degrees particularly sports degrees um so for me it was it was a perfect combination really to have that great facilities um like they've got great gym great tennis indoor and outdoor um and they've obviously got the Team Bath Academy there. So they've got loads of coaches um, for their sort of National Academy and for us as well. So you, you, it's really great at Bath how you can kind of choose like, how much and how little you want to do. So if you want to go there and, and really focus on your tennis, that's what you can do. And they showed us this sort of triangle on our first day where it was like tennis, social life, um, degree, and you can choose two. You can, Basically, you can choose two. You can't have all three. And I think that was a realisation where we were all like, mm, OK, yeah, we're going to have to choose two now. So you can either choose tennis and social life, but your degree is going to suffer and that sort of thing. So, yeah, we it's really good. So if you want to play tennis every day, you can do it. But if you don't want to do that, then you kind of have to have to adapt and, and understand that you can't be um, can't be trying to be a professional tennis player and get a degree whilst going out twice a week. So you have to decide. Really, I've got to ask you, which two <laughs> are the triangles? I think at the start, I tried to attempt all three, to be honest. <laughs> I think I think quite a lot of us tried to do all three, which um, the coaches sort of, sort of tried to stamp down on. Um, but um, yeah, we. <laughs> I think after COVID, it kind of took the social social aspect out of it in the end. But I think quite a lot of us, me and my doubles partner especially, tried to try to attempt all three at the start. <laughs> on the hat trick, um, and you know, it's quite interesting for the, whoever it was at Repton who said, you know, you just have a little think about from a UK mm. university. If there's, uh, you know, if we've got players doing the A levels who are listening into the podcast and they're and they're thinking about America and haven't thought about a UK university, what would you say in terms of why they should think about, mm. you know, I'm not saying they choose it, but why should they think about UK universities for tennis? Yeah, I think UK universities, particularly ones that are, if you go in to play sport, um, they are, like you've got Loughborough, Bath, Durham, Nottingham, all those sort of 
unis are really good at tennis and they provide like a great degree alongside the great tennis facilities and you don't have to I think with sometimes you get with US where because you're on a scholarship for tennis there or or whatever sport you you are you're sort of having to put it it's quite intense so you have to do it it's not like a choice you can't just go on a scholarship there and then decide that you don't really want to play as much like you have to because you're on a scholarship and that's what you're sort of although you're there to do a degree as well you're also there to provide tennis like a good tennis player for them because they're, they're paying for it whereas in the UK although you might initially decide oh yeah I really want to go and want to play tennis I want to be a professional if it comes around to exam time or you just decide in general you want to sort of take your foot off the gas with tennis a bit and focus on your degree or your social life a bit more you can do that without sort of anyone saying oh I'm not sure about whether you should do that or without them being really intense about it they're quite um understanding in that way particularly at Bath I found that the coaches are just yeah they're they're, honestly they're great so they're really understanding and they know what it's like to be a uni student they understand that sometimes you don't want to um come in for 745 training when you've just been on a night out so they they won't they'll sort of adapt to that and be able to understand that not always you're gonna you're not always gonna put tennis 100% unless unless that's something that you've you've done and you've and you've chosen chosen that so if they if you do choose that then they're also 100% um supportive of that and they 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 have a full-time program there so it's it's really up to you what you what you want to like sort of decide with your tennis rather than having to do it I think the main thing it's fascinating that in respect of I don't suppose too many of the US coaches are putting the triangle out on that first mm. day. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> they're saying tennis. Yeah. And you kind of so you 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 know you're finding you're shaping your own destiny through your own drive and you and the and the paths that you want to take. How about from a, a quality point of view, you know, the mm. British universities and college sport? I know the, the acronym books is used a lot. And I know it's been hit with COVID, but how good have you found it in terms of level? Yeah, it's it's a high level boxes. I think it's underestimated, particularly. So we got the national sort of league for 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 men and women, and I think there's six universities in that. I think don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure there's six. Um, so that for us, it's um, Loughborough, Bath, Nottingham, Durham, um, East London have just been promoted as well, and Stirling in um in Scotland. And those universities are are great at tennis, and they have a lot of what you'll tend to find is the Durham and Nottingham particularly will have um, a lot of scholarships for, po- well, they tend to give them to postgraduate students that have come over from America. So they've done their four years um, in US college and they'll come over to the UK and play um, play for Durham or Nottingham or whoever it is um, for their, so, so you get a high level, you get world-ranked, like either former or current world-ranked players playing. And, uh, and you get a lot of national level players at Bath. We get... Um, we in the year that I joined, we had quite a few national players that were sort of playing through the ranks, um, and also like world ranked players play as well. So I think, yeah, I think quite a lot of time it's like oh, but the level isn't as high, but it is, it is, it is high. There's not as many universities as there is in America, but the the level that we play at, at Bath and Loughborough and all those universities is is a high level. So it's like I think it's a. The, I know that the moves are underway, aren't they? But mm. shouting about that, you know. Yeah. If we can get the word out there that in the British universities that that the quality can be really high and and maybe there aren't as many you know top top 
division one like yeah. America. But if you are in one of those those six that you've mentioned, then you're gonna have some fantastic tennis. Yeah, definitely. Definitely that's that's the thing. Yeah. And even even in the league below when you've got their second teams and things like that, like we have a second team that are in, in the league below, they're they're still having competitive matches. Um, so if, if you're coming in and you're just an, like uh, just wanting to sort of continue your tennis and um, there, there's sort of a range of options available. You don't have to play. It's not, I'm not saying all of Bucks is world ranked players. Like it does sort of, yeah. there are leagues to it. So it, it, it sort of caters to everyone as well. So hopefully it can sort of build on that, build on from that six and hopefully it will become 10 or 12 and we'll get um, sort of a big league going and attract right, more players. You- you know, talk, talking of championing something, something I'm so up for championing and I'm really going to try and do it is championing LTA County Cup, LTA County Week, uh, Winter County Cup, you know, where all the counties come together and they, they yeah. play as a team and there's a high level of tennis. Now, as you, you know, you, you've moved to the senior ranks, how important is playing for Derbyshire being able to, to compete at County Cup for you, Millie? Yeah, for, for me, it's it's still massive. Like, I, as I mentioned earlier, I love team events. So being able to sort of represent Derbyshire and have the pride of that is really important for me. And I think, um, yeah, I, th- I think County Week is is in County Cup and, and, and like winter and summer is just a great way of sort of bringing everyone back together and being able to compete. And and it doesn't it doesn't lose the competitiveness, it, even if so. We've got like say if. Um, I haven't played for a, a few months because I've been on, on placement or something like that. And I come back when we, when we represent Derbyshire, then it doesn't matter. Like we're still so competitive and I, f- I feel almost like a junior again, when you just like fighting for every point and you get like, really like you clapping all of your other uh, teammates on and it, it does get really, everyone takes it very seriously. So, but also you have the fun side of it. So it's, it's, it's serious when we're on the quarters and we don't want to, we've represented Derbyshire. don't want to let Derbyshire down but also you have the, the sort of fun aspect of it as well. So for me, it's one of the most important tournaments of the year. Come on. It's, uh, have you heard where, where your Winter County Cup will be, Millie? I think, it, I, I think it's in Boston. Boston? I think. I think it is. I'm thinking, I'm thinking Lincolnshire rather than an American. No, yeah, I think Lincolnshire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, one of these days we're going to get our juniors there. One of those these days. And I mean, coming from, you know, I know how passionate and how committed you are to Derbyshire, but coming on to Nottingham, I'm, I'm really excited to, to ask you about this, this placement. You, you know, you've got a placement year from the University of Bath in a football club academy and, and, you're at Nottingham Forest Academy, but but first of all, Millie, who do you support football wise? I support Nottingham Forest, which is controversial, <laughs> but I actually do. All my family have always supported Forest, so yeah. I, I, unfortunately, I am a, a Forest fan, but it, I keep it quite quiet, as you can imagine. Um, but yeah, particularly around James, the Rushbys and stuff, you, you get a bit of banter going at Repton, so that was fun. I've got to say this very quietly because so am I. Um, you forest fan as well. Yeah, and, and so I need to speak <laughs> quietly about this because it's um it's so when I started going out with Becky, who's now my wife, uh, we lived up in Manchester when Becky moved from London to Manchester, and my little brother had made me a Monopoly board, and the Monopoly board had like things that were relevant to my life on it, and my father-in-law Dennis Archer came up 
um, to the, the flat in Manchester and he was like, oh, what's this Monopoly board? And he opened it up and on it. And, and I thought, oh my goodness, he's going to see it. He's going to see it. <laughs> and, uh, and all I heard was city ground? City ground? <laughs> Why is city ground on this? And uh, so, yeah, I, you know, I grew up supporting Forest as well. And my yeah. double partner, Richard Morley, uh, he's got a flag that drives my father-in-law mad because it's now that it says Derbyshire born and red. So I don't know if you get to go to the games, but this is my doubles partner who's a Derbyshire player, not a Derbyshire born and red. So I think there's a few of us around, but we'll have to talk about it very quietly. Yeah. Um, so what a role, though, to be doing what you're doing. Um, you know, your degree sports science, you, 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 your role is sports science with Nottingham Forest Academy. You know, what does that role involve? Yeah, so I'm sort of the under 23s um, sports science placement student. So my um, supervisor lets me sort of be in charge of their GPS. So on the back of their um, shirts, they'll all have like a GPS unit on. Um, just on the back you, you'll see it they wear it in matches as well and they um that tracks their sort of total distance um sprint distance like high speed running um accelerations decelerations all that sort of thing and we can track that live during sessions and during the match and we can also then download the data and like input it and from that what um we, we sort of uh, are doing is We'll have targets for each each day, each week, and we'll make sure that they're sort of hitting their targets and getting their um, high speed running in or their total distance in leading into a match so they're sort of fully prepared and, and to avoid sort of cramp, um, that sort of thing, and make sure that they're sort of in the best position for when they go into the match, really. Um, so it's that sort of thing, like strength and conditioning or their, their gym programs, um, nutrition. So, yeah, all, the, all that sort of thing, making sure their supplements are done. Um, but yeah, the GPS monitoring is probably my most important role. And I, I know you love being part of a team. Uh, is it just amazing to be part of a football team that travels to matches and things like that? Yeah, like it reminds me of being like that junior player again, being able to like travel to different. Um, like when we were young, when I was younger, I used to travel all, all around the country playing different tournaments. So it's it's kind of giving me that feel again. And because I'm a Forest fan as well, it, it's I still I really want the lads to win. So it, it is really good. So we're going to, uh, to Middlesbrough tomorrow. We're heading up there for for our next match. So yeah, it, it should it should be really good. And yeah, it is it is great being able to have like the sometimes we stay overnight and and, and that sort of thing and traveling on the bus together like the team bus and 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 yeah, it is great trying to having that build up of the week and then hit some sometimes it pays off sometimes. We don't quite get the result, but when it does pay off um, and, and you get the result um, for the boys, it is a really good feeling. And, and it brings back that sort of tennis win, winning tournaments kind of feel as well. It just sounds amazing. Yeah. Sounds amazing. I absolutely love it. So how, how about hopes and dreams? I mean, you know, you've got this amazing placement year. You've got then back at the University of Bath. Where do you want to end up, you know, in the end, work-wise, mm -hmm. really? I think um, I'm not 100% sure yet, but obviously I'm going to go back. Um, I've got another, another year at Bath after the placement, uh, place, this placement year. So I'll finish off my final year of my degree. Um, and then I think I, I might do a master's degree and then potentially after that, um, hopefully work 
um, as a sports scientist for or in sports science for an Olympic team. I'd really like to do that and, and work on sort of an Olympic journey or in like cycling or rowing or even like winter Olympic sports, anything like that, I think would um would be would be really great because they have a lot of a lot of access to sort of cutting edge technology as well. So I'd be really interested in getting involved in that as well. So yeah, I'm not entirely sure where I want to work in uh, what sport, but definitely want to keep keep going with the the sports science and the all the technology sort of stuff. Sounds amazing, and and I think that the, the placement year is just getting you in in such a good position to be ready for that. You know, in football, which is which does have good budgets, which does have good technology, which is 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 teaching you mm. incredibly well to be able to to make that that dream happen. I think it's so important, isn't it, to get experience in the area you want to go into, and and that's what's happening. So exciting times, eh? Yeah, definitely. I think Bath do it really well. Actually, they did it one of their best best in the UK really at, at providing pl- good placements for students. I think the majority, I think it's something like two thirds of um if students go on a placement and one third don't so it's quite sort of advised that you it's they sort of lean towards you going on a placement yeah which is I've, I've really enjoyed it so yeah I'm glad that, that took that option come on well I mean finally thank you so much for your time Millie but finally uh, a question we we ask everybody if you could go for a drink with anybody alive or dead who would it be and why <sighs> said the hardest till last haven't you um <laughs> I choose, um, I think I'd like to go with David Attenborough. I think he is just like such an icon like, and he speaks across generations and I, I love traveling. So being able to like, learn from him and like learn about new cultures and, and new like countries and animals and all that sort of thing. I think he would be just great to sit down and just ask loads of questions too. And I'm sure he have loads of knowledge um, to tell me as well. So yeah, I think I'd go with David Attenborough. Brilliant answer. I remember... Um... The last Glastonbury festival that took place, they, it suddenly word went around the festival. Uh, we were there with our children, and the word went around that David Attenborough was about to be on the pyramid stage. And the crowd that gathered yeah. to see David Attenborough was just huge. One of the biggest crowds of the of the weekend, and and I, just to yeah to spend time with him would just be amazing wouldn't Definitely, it just, yeah that voice and that wisdom and you just kind of feel that if he was put in charge of the world everything would be okay. <laughs> yeah everything would work out okay yeah, yeah exactly and that yeah like I could say the idea of he, he speaks to not just he speaks across generations it's not just like older people or younger people it's everyone so yeah I think he is he is just a great person to to go for a drink with so yeah Come on, brilliant answer. Millie, it's been fantastic uh, chatting. All the best with the placement year, all the best with the tennis coming forward and representing Derbyshire. And uh, yeah, thanks so much for your time. No worries, Rob. Thank you very much for having me on.